0: Welcome to Fantastic History. I'm Clay. I'm Sarah. We're a husband and wife duo who enjoy telling each other about amazing events, people, and mysteries throughout history. Sarah, I've got a crazy story for you. So excited. And it's going to be pretty long, so we better hop right in. All right, let's go. In June of 1965, in a house on the coast of the U.S. Virgin Islands, Dr. John Lilly was preparing to start his most ambitious experiment to date. A young woman named Margaret Lovett was settling into the house as well, as was her companion for the next 10 weeks, a bottlenose dolphin named Peter. Ooh. The house had been modified so that it was constantly flooded at shin height, so Margaret and Peter could cohabitate. Um. Lily was there as well, Though not interacting much with them. Instead he would be in the upper floor in his saltwater sensory deprivation chamber, high on LSD, assisting Peter telepathically. Great. The goal was in ten weeks to teach Peter to speak English. <laughs> Well, obviously. And this was not a joke. <laughs> okay. This was this was very serious. Mm. So serious that NASA had funded it. Jeez. Lily thought that teaching a dolphin to become fluent in English would not only be accomplished within a decade, but in the near future, marine mammals would have a seat at the UN. I'm sorry. That's too much LSD, sir. For real.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Well, John C. Lilly was a neuroscientist, inventor, psychonaut, and counterculture thinker. <laughs> no, was he? As you can imagine. Mm. In 1954, Lilly invented the isolation tank to test human experience um, devoid of senses. Sure. So the subject would wear a breathing mask that would cut off hearing and vision, and they'd be placed in in the dark, soundproof con- uh, chamber of salt water, uh, at human body temperature, to give the sense of weightlessness.
1: So, just like um, in Stranger Things.
0: Yeah, to a degree. Uh, that, that this isolation chamber—it's been in lots of movies and things. He invented it. Okay. It it was thought that if a person were cut off from their senses, that they would fall asleep or mm-hmm. something like that. But that was not the case. In fact, Lily found it to be a great way to, like a new way to think and explore one's own subconscious. And he used it frequently. In fact, as a neuroscientist, consciousness and intelligence was something that Lily was very interested in. In the 1950s, he would travel to the Virgin Islands with his wife to study cetaceans, specifically dolphins. But the study of dolphins was tricky. Normally, when you want to study the brain patterns of an animal, you perform surgery to implant electrical receptors in the brain. Yikes. This was just the way it was done back then, Mm -hmm. you know. But Lily found that you couldn't do this with dolphins. They can't breathe when they're put under anesthesia. When they're they're unconscious, Mm -hmm. they don't breathe and they die.
1: Interesting.
0: So Lily managed to create a way to implant an electrode into the brain via a hypodermic needle, thus removing the need for a surgery. Okay. Much easier way to handle it than like taking parts of their head off.
1: Like the way we microchip animals today, basically, except it's going in their brain instead of their shoulder or whatever.
0: I suppose so. Okay. Like, a, a, just like a long
1: needle with the uh, the microchip or whatever in it. And we're just like injecting it, basically. Well,
0: it's a, it's like, um, it wasn't a chip. It was a, it was a prod. Okay. It went into the brain. Came out via wires, mm. um, but you didn't have to open the head up to get right. in there and do it. Okay. As Lily as Lily studied the dolphins, he began to think that they were more intelligent than currently thought. For one, their brains are about the size as human brains, and two, their behaviors were unlike other animals seen in the wild. Lily also noted that dolphins would come out of the water to make noises at humans, a behavior they did not show in the wild. Huh. Lily thought that this was an attempt of communication and it gave him a crazy idea. (laughs) What if humans and cetaceans could communicate with one another, share ideas, and cooperate? (laughs) Okay. He wondered, could the interspecies bridge be built? In 1961, Lily published Man and Dolphin, adventures of a new scientific frontier and the concept of building the interspecies bridge interested a six-year-old Lisa Frank I'm sure oh well yeah but more importantly it drew the attention of an astrophysicist named Frank Drake
1: I'm really disappointed because I thought you were actually about to talk about Lisa Frank I mean, that's fine, but I just want you to know I'm disappointed. I know. I'm sorry. It's fine. Whatever. But I had to name drop Lisa. We're talking I, about dolphins. Always. Always.
0: 100%. So Drake's uh, and, and his colleagues were not interested in communicating with dolphins. That's rude. They were rather interested in aliens. Well, yeah. And they were building the foundation of the program that would find them.
1: Oh. SETI. Oh. The search for
0: extraterrestrial life. What drew Drake's curiosity to Lily was that if Lily could understand a dolphin language, then maybe we could use what he learned to understand an alien language. Sure. That same year, the National Academy of of Sciences requested a meeting of scientists to discuss expanding the search for extraterrestrial life. The meeting gathered 10 men, including Drake and Lily, as well as other prominent figures in astrophysics, including a very young Carl Sagan.
1: Oh, hey girl.
0: During this conference, they developed the Drake Equation, uh, Frank Drake's most famous contribution, which estimates how many alien civilizations might exist in the universe. And while this was all fun and exciting, it wasn't talking to a dolphin. (laughs) Lily had the others wrapped around his finger with tales of his theories and progress. However much he was building it up Mm -hmm. so much that by the end of the conference they had dubbed themselves the order of the dolphin guys (sighs) and one other attendee melvin calvin who had just won the nobel prize in (laughs) chemistry
1: melvin calvin
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay sent everyone a pin with a dolphin on it
1: god's sake guys and of
0: course the order of the dolphin was very cool And you wouldn't understand and you're probably jealous that you aren't in it.
1: I mean, I kind of am. But then like on the other hand, I mostly just want to like pants them and take their lunch money.
0: No, no, no. They're they're extremely cool.
1: Melvin Calvin is not cool.
0: And Carl Sagan.
1: He is cool.
0: Very cool. I'll give you that one. Well, this brings us to the star of the story kind of Margaret Lovett. So how did she get wrapped up into all of this? You can only imagine. Oh, Margaret! Well, it was purely of her own desire and curiosity. Oh, Lord, Margaret. Why? Well, Margaret had been living on St. Thomas in her early 20s when she heard of this dolphin house. (laughs) And she headed there herself. She wanted to see the dolphins and she wanted to help out. She was curious. Sure. And as it turned out, despite not being scientifically trained, she had a knack for animal observation. So her presence was appreciated. Three dolphins lived at the house, Peter, Pamela, and Sissy. Each Mm -hmm. one had a different personality, Mm -hmm. and each were being observed and studied by Lily. Okay. In fact, the creation of the dolphin house was a direct result of Lily's growing belief that dolphins were intelligent and found that keeping them in tight captivity was unethical and cruel. The house was modified so a dolphin had lots of space and humans could be in the same space with them. And the funding had come from none other than NASA, who shared SETI's interest in his ability to communicate with non-human intelligence.
1: Frankly, I am surprised NASA <coughs> didn't get defunded way earlier than they did, because what are we talking
0: about? We're talking about expanding the mind, man.
1: Of a dolphin. Mm-hmm. So he can join the UN.
0: Well, that's far- much farther down the line. But it was Margaret who suggested taking the study to the next level. Oh, Lord. Working with dolphins was one thing, but what if one was to live with a dolphin? The bond between the two could grow and foster a better environment for communication. So for 10 weeks in the summer of 1965, that is exactly what happened. Margaret moved into the house to live in the same habitat as her dolphin student, where they would participate in speaking lessons every day the goal was, of the experiment was not to grow a Rosetta Stone of English and Dolphinese, <laughs> which Lily okay. believed existed as a complex language. <laughs> mind you.
1: God. Okay.
0: But rather to teach the dolphin how to speak human English. Great. In order for this experiment to be a success, they wanted the dolphin to speak English um, in coherent English and for the dolphin to understand what the words they were saying meant.
1: But does a dolphin even have like the correct mouth structure to be able to speak English? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Sarah, does their tongue move properly? They don't have lips. I mean like, what are we, what do you mean? Coherent English? Like what the hell?
0: Well, if you're saying something silly, like they don't have mouth, <laughs> uh, correct they they don't they don't have the features that would allow them to possibly make the noises necessary for english Uh uh-huh which was going to make it a little tricky but they were persistent My
1: God.
0: well they chose one dolphin to teach so it would be less of a distraction if other dolphins were in there they were going to focus on one sure they chose peter the youngest of the three and considered to be the most promising he was curious and very willing to engage. So he seemed like a good choice. Mm. But <laughs> as things got underway, Margaret found her new conditions to be less than ideal.
1: No kidding.
0: Well she had cut her hair short due to being in salt water constantly, but it was still unpleasant being wet twenty four seven. Right, yeah. Even when she slept in a bed suspended out of the water and and lined with plastic and covered with a shower curtain so Peter couldn't splash her in the night. (laughs) I love Peter. Her clothes and pillow would still get wet.
1: I mean, aren't you going to get, like, trench foot standing in water? I mean, like, sure, when you're asleep, you're out of the water, but, like, during the day, you're walking around in the water. Like, isn't that how you get trench foot? Is your feet being wet all the time?
0: Well, she was wearing the appropriate outfit to be in the salt water. She wasn't just wearing, like... Crocs and jean shorts.
1: Frankly, I'm stunned. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she's smart enough to wear, like, whatever, like, wetsuit apparatus we're talking about in 1965. Yeah. But not smart enough to realize dolphins can't
0: talk. Well, they didn't know that. But do you see what I'm saying? They thought that it was going to be possible. (sighs) Because remember, at this time... Other scientists didn't think that dolphins were even intelligent, well, that's their own too bad, and you know, yeah, where's the line? how far how intelligent are they? Mm-hmm. And Lily wanted to push that line as far as he could until the line wouldn't push anymore, which honestly uh- is admirable because if he hadn't tried this, someone else would have eventually. but if he wasn't trying this, um we it would it would have been a lot longer until we understood how intelligent animals could be sure you know what i mean
1: i just feel like i'm not going dolphin i'm going
0: monkey yeah but mo- monkey brains are very small compared to human brains dolphin brains are about the same size as human brains and back then it was thought the bigger the brain the more complex it is which is technically true The reason we are so intelligent is because we got big old brains. Yeah. So big that it's difficult to give birth.
1: I guess my, I'm just hung up on the mouth thing. Like a dolphin can have the biggest brain in the world. 50% of its body can be made of brain and they simply don't have lips.
0: So how's it going to speak English? Exactly. Well, we're going to get into that. Okay.
1: Okay. They're going to put wax lips on the dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: so we were talking about the the less than ideal uh, living conditions. Yeah,
1: sorry, I got I got distracted by trench foot. That's okay. It's very gross.
0: Well, she had asked for some modifications to be made to the house, including a dry area just for her to maintain some comfort. Sure. And Lily provided everything she asked for because he was all in on this, right? Great. Right. The experiment, however. Um, despite the living conditions being pretty tough, the experiment was showing some progress. Margaret would engage Peter in daily lessons, encouraging him to say things like her own name, which was difficult because Peter couldn't make the M sound, Mm -hmm. but he did try by submerging and blowing through his blowhole to make a bubbly M sound. Oh, wow. He was able to understand different words and even mimicked words like ball and diamond, while well, actually understanding that these sounds referred to a specific thing, weird. Lily had promised to keep his distance and let Margaret and Peter form a bond of trust and security, which they felt was vital to the experiment. Mm-hmm. He didn't want. He didn't want to. He, he's like I, 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 w- I would never grace this with my presence. Sure. And, ru- and ruin things. However, by this time, Lily had become infatuated with a new vice, LSD. <laughs> Honestly,
1: I would have thought the LSD came first.
0: Uh, oddly, not. Wow. Okay. Ironically, it was the wife of the producer of the movie Flipper <laughs> who inv- who introduced the new drug to Lily in the early '60s.
1: Guys, I gotta go. This.
0: <laughs> I told you it was going to be a ride.
1: I can't. I can't. The whole time I've been like, don't mention Flipper. Don't do it. Nobody wants to hear about Flipper right now. Oh, my God.
0: Flipper is directly related to this topic. Directly. Yes. Without Lily, Flipper would not exist.
1: Oh. Because Flipper
0: is a smart, intelligent dolphin.
1: So Flipper came after this yes I thought flipper was from the 50s but I guess the fact that it was in color should have been my first
0: clue well it was the, it was the fact that Lily was involved in these studies because flipper did come before this specific experiment mm-hmm. but Lily had been working on dolphin communication and and intelligence and all this stuff for a long time uh,
1: okay
0: gotcha so it was, it was it, th- this is just the the uh, progression.
1: Okay, so he's been friends with the flipper guy for quite some time before they start giving him
0: drugs. I don't know, honestly, if they even knew each other or if it was just he was there at this party, and and the guy was like, "Hey, I produce flipper. I know you. Here's a drug." <coughs> I honestly don't know. I mean, it was the '60s. But but I would assume if you're a pro- if you're a producer of a movie about an intelligent dolphin you would probably want to know the guy who was leading the charge of understanding the intelligence of said dolphins. Right. But I don't know. Okay. It 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 can't be a coincidence. Right. <laughs> um the drug was provided to Lily by the US government. Ah. Uh, now this was a new drug. Uh-huh. Right. Mhm. And the government wanted to um, explore its its scientific use in treating mental health the government was doing a few experiments with LSD at this time they indeed were but they wanted to give it to scientists for them to study as mm-hmm. well on patients animals in Lily's case himself right so in time Lily was taking LSD and going into his isolation tank. <laughs> Where his <laughs> hallucinations floating in the void gave oh, him God. all sorts of crazy ideas.
1: <laughs> you don't say.
0: He said of his isolation tank, I believe after combining it with LSD, though I'm not positive, mm-hmm. that it was a doorway to the universe, allowing one to escape their body to clean one's karma from one's soul and become pure spirit. Great. Great. It was during these sessions that Lily began to convene with three entities that would share their desires for the direction of his life. Wow. And they belonged to the Earth Coincidence Control Office, or ECHO, mm-hmm. which is only a small part of a greater hierarchy of cosmic bureaucracy that Lily claims to have discovered. Coincidence Control. Coincidence Control. Now, you out there, if you are a fan of video games, you may recognize this from the game Echo the Dolphin. For God's sake. Which is about a time-traveling dolphin. No joke. Okay. The direct connection is too obvious to be a coincidence. And while submerged in his tank for hours a day, high on LSD, Lily tried to communicate with Peter to share his knowledge. Meanwhile... As the weeks progressed, Margaret found it more and more difficult to get Peter to focus. <gasps> oh. And this leads to the most infamous part of this study. Unfortunately, defining Margaret's life and to some degree, Lily's as well. Oh, God. You see, Peter was in puberty.
1: Oh, God.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. It's the shape of water, isn't it? The distraction... I'm not going to comment at all. The distraction he was experiencing was his natural sexual urges. His boners. You know, if you know three things about dolphins, one of those things is undoubtedly that they are super horny. Yeah. Crazy horny. Yeah. Almost all the time. Mm -hmm. This was obviously a problem because no amount of time with Pamela and Sissy would satisfy Peter enough to focus during his long study sessions.
1: Teen boys, man.
0: Right. Ugh. And Peter was getting aggressive. Oh, God. Nipping at Margaret. Oh, Bumping into her. Oh, God. I'm going to throw up. And of course, he wasn't able to focus on his lessons. Mm. So the pragmatic Margaret decided that there was only one way to resolve the issue. Nope. And that was for... Her to relieve Peter's desires herself.
1: No, there are many ways, and that is not anywhere close to the top of the list, Margaret.
0: Well, that's what she did.
1: Gross.
0: She would describe the decision as not sexual on her part, but rather a clinical solution to a natural setback. Madam? It seemed to me that it made the bond closer, she said. Not because of the sexual activity, mm. But because of the lack of having to keep breaking. And that's really all it was. I was there to get to know Peter. And that was part of Peter.
1: No, ma'am. No. No. No, it is not. You know what? The, The thing that you do is you don't work with Peter anymore. You work with like Sissy. I don't know. With one of the girls who's not like constantly needing to bone down. Or like, I don't know. Just stop doing this. Just stop. This is insane.
0: Well, I think insane had uh had entered the building already long ago. And while this new development did create a stronger bond between the two, stop. It did. It did not result in any better results for the experiment. No kidding. Like the idea was to get Peter to focus and not be so rambunctious and distracted. Okay. But the overall point, even if this, even if that was not part of the experiment at all, just put it, just, just put it away, treat it like it was never there. The, the, the results of the experiment were not going according to plan. Were they not? When it ended, it seemed they were no closer to communication with dolphins on a conversational level. Physically or telepathically. Originally, Lily and Margaret had planned to resume the experiment after a few weeks, but things took a turn. Hmm. For one... She's pregnant. Oh. With
1: Peter's baby.
0: That would be extremely unfortunate. (laughs) That's where mermaids come from. And a bridge, an interspecies bridge we had not seen before.
1: See, that's like, I thought that was what they were going for,
0: but okay. For one, Lily's obsession with LSD to unlock not only his own consciousness but the consciousness of animals led him to giving the drug to Peter.
1: Nope, can't do that.
0: To the great displeasure of Margaret. Uh, well. Because she was like, Don't give animals drugs, you insane man. Do, <laughs> right? do think if you want to like ruin yourself and your own mind, go for it. But don't but don't don't give it to animals they can't they can't do anything about it but lily was uh he he didn't care this
1: lady is literally beating off a dolphin probably like 20 times a day and even she thinks you're going too far so like really take a step back and reflect on that
0: well one is one is natural one is uh debatable is not um The experiment yielded no discernible changes, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> because you give a dolphin LSD and, and hand job and they don't do anything. They don't even react. Interesting. Yeah. But he himself was experiencing a great awakening thanks to his continued communication with Echo. They had told him to divorce his wife, oh, stop taking government funding for his experiments and doubled down on his studies. Wow. The ending of government funding may have not been under his control, though, as NASA and his friends were becoming disinterested and somewhat disturbed by the change in course in Lily's (laughs) life, as well as his inability to produce results.
1: And surely there's a couple of other things going on that they are frowning upon.
0: Honestly, I don't think they they gave a shit. I I don't think they cared at all about that. I think they cared about... Your results, and if you're not producing results, that's that's the problem.
1: There's got to be at least one person on the board that's like, I'm voting no because ew.
0: Maybe. Well, he was forced to sell the Dolphin House due to lack of funding and move the Dolphins into a rented building in Miami (laughs) where they would be forced to live in cramped accommodations.
1: Dolphin apartment, wow.
0: Yeah, which made Lily distraught. As he truly believed that they were as intelligent as humans.
1: I think they're definitely smarter than he is.
0: Then a few weeks later, Lily called Margaret to deliver the shocking news. Peter was dead. Hmm. He had stopped breathing and refused to resurface for air. Oh, my God. In fact, one of the dolphins from the TV show Flipper had died the same way after the show had ended.
1: Oh, that's sad.
0: Yeah, they, it's believed that they were intentionally killing themselves.
1: Oh, my God. That's dark.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know animals did that. They do. Oh, God. The reason why is unknown. It could be because they were in, you know, conf- they were confined. I feel like, and I'm not even
1: joking, but I feel like it's because Margaret went away.
0: And that could be because they developed a very strong bond, not just from that, yeah. but from being together for months. I mean
1: she had to put up a barrier 7. to keep him from splashing her in the night, like
0: and then she disappears and is gone. That's and he's terrible. moved to an apartment. It's gotta be gotta be hard.
1: That's really sad.
0: Shocked and riddled with guilt, Lily decided to let the other dolphins go into the sea. Despite doing so would effectively end his echo appointed duty
1: mm-hmm
0: later margaret would discover that hustler magazine had written a sensationalized story about her experiences with peter including a graphic illustration of the two
1: yeah that sounds right
0: and she set out to buy every one before realizing that that was futile when you search for the dolphin study the headlines are without fail only about dolphin human sex i mean and that's pretty much what defines this yeah in 1968 lily wrote programming and metaprogramming in the human biocomputer which is about his theories and experiments with lsd in the in sensory isolation but his ability to explore this inner space was about to come to an end due to government restrictions on lsd right without a way to easily obtain the drug lily turned to the um Anesthetic ketamine. Oh, boy. Which he called vitamin K. <laughs> we wow. Okay. He would inject himself up to 25 times a day. Sir? For weeks. Over the following decades, his writings would become less scientific and delve more into <laughs> new ageism, mysticism, and being a lot less comprehensible. Sure, His writings would cease to grace academic papers and instead appear in publications like High Times. Great. In the late 70s, Lily had become convinced that Echo was displeased with his lack of progress and his addiction to vitamin K. You think? After a near-death experience while on K that Lily believed was orchestrated by Echo, Oh. he decided to return to the study of human-dolphin communication with a new project he called Janus. His new idea was Instead of trying to teach dolphin a languages a language that they are physically incapable of speaking, he would instead invent a new language that dolphins and humans could share between each other. Makes more sense. Uh, okay. Makes more sense than trying to say, Hey, dolphin, talk to me. Right. In perfect human English. Sure. And of course we can't speak like dolphins. So making a, a, a bridging language makes some sense
1: sure yeah relatively
0: relatively but this effort met a similar fate as he was still attempting to communicate with the dolphins via esp and he was unable to hire scientists of the talent necessary for such a task instead relying on the help of less qualified volunteers right realizing that janice lacked pretty much everything it needed to succeed lily pulled the plug a couple of years into it and released the dolphins into the atlantic Thus, pretty much ending his ability to conduct a a a good study into human dolphin communication. Mm-hmm. The cultural impact of Lily's studies can be seen quite clearly, not just with Echo the dolphin, but with as we've already talked about Flipper mm-hmm. and a movie called The Day of the Dolphin, which is about a dolphin trained to kill the U.S. president.
1: Oh wow, 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 wow! <laughs> we
0: got to wow. add that to the list. Sure. Lily's experiments had also pushed scientific understanding of the intelligence of of um, marine mammals, which led to the Marine Mammal Protection Act of 1972, <laughs> which prohibits hunting, killing, capturing, or harassing any marine mammal.
1: I assume sexual harassment falls under the harassment umbrella.
0: I would assume so, though I would I would assume the dolphins would be much more on the on the offensive on that generally. Sure. Lily continued to exist in the world of mysticism and continued to try to study marine mammals until his death from heart attack in 2001 at the age of 86.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Impressive. Yeah. Right? Considering what he had put his body through for the advancement of what he believed was important scientific progress. Mm -hmm. And that is the story. Of John C. Lilly and the Dolphin House.
1: What a terrible day to have ears.
0: What a... I told you it was going to be a wild ride.
1: You did. I didn't know it was literally going to be a wild ride.
0: Oh, yeah. But, oh my God. Well, this is episode 69.
1: Oh, my God. So... Oh, my God.
0: I had to pull out the craziest story I had.
1: Get out. Oh, my God. I'm a horrified and delighted for Sarah. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) Nice. Hey, if you liked that story or found it horrifying and want to trash talk us a little bit, you can email us at fantastichistorypod at gmail.com. Leave me out of it. I didn't do anything wrong. And you can also reach out to us on Instagram and threads. We are fantastic H pod on both. And Hey, This might not be the best week for this, but you can also rate and review us on any platform you're listening. So please feel free to do that if you so wish. Until next week. Bye. Bye.